you're in a class and you're suddenly like this is the same feeling like as if you're on a sports field and you've got that same rush the music's going it feels like a big community you're in it together and that was like the clicking moment of like this would be a really cool idea that I think would translate really well to a festival. Hi everyone I'm Hetty Holmes and you're listening to the Dose podcast the home of healthy headness in search of balance. Dose is an acronym for happy hormones dopamine oxytocin, serotonin and endorphins and we are obsessed with seeking out experiences that are not only good for us but make us feel good. Joining me for our next episode is Lauren Bath, founder of fitness festival Love Fit. It's all about losing yourself by night and finding your balance by day. Now in its third year, the festival which takes place on the 19th to the 21st of July is a three-day adventure of fitness, well-being and magical forest parties located in a beautiful estate venue just outside of London. It aims to mix the elation festivals of Oak with the euphoria of a workout. It's an escape from the monotony, a taste of freedom, a place for people to explore new ways of living and moving. Now, if there was an experience to sum up healthy hedonism, this really is it. I hope you enjoy it. So Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and speak with us. Um, obviously, we want to chat about Love Fit Festival, which is uh, it's your your baby. It I is, imagine. Yeah. yeah. So it's in its third year. Yeah, is that right? it's its third year now. So yeah. we're starting to come into our own. Yeah. So I think it, I went to the festival myself in 2017. Our oh, first one. Yeah. So what, what learnings could you take from that very first one? I think the first one, as with all events, was like the biggest um, learning curve for us because it was um you just learned everything in your first year it was kind of like how we really got to understand what the audience were gonna how they were gonna receive the festival what their interpretation was mm. I had a really clear idea of what I wanted it to be um, and it was kind of like is that gonna be reciprocated and I think until you've done that first event you just don't know mm. um obviously as you know being there we went through we went it through rained the weather, so <laughs> yeah it was a really brutal it was really very brutal but you learn but yeah of course and I think we were really lucky with the location mm. we we're at a really high point it's in the forest um so I mean there were so many events that weekend that were cancelled so just mm. having come out the other side of it and being like okay, fine, if we can do it in the probably one of the worst <laughs> summer days, summer weekends, where it was yeah. just constant the whole weekend, like, we're fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a really big, um, a, a really big learning experience, understanding the audience, mm-hmm. um, you know, that kind of really helped us for year two and yeah. year three. So what was the turnout for the first year? Do you remember? So the first year, I think we ended up with about 600 people mm. all in all, and then we almost doubled our numbers last year mm-hmm. and then this year we'll aim for about 2,000 okay so each year we're doubling which is great yeah um and because we still wanted to have maintain that really um that community feel because I think that's been something that's really important mm-hmm. from the very beginning and I think the growth that we've had has really allowed us to still maintain that but still reaching a wider audience yeah and logistically like how hard is it to manage like 600 people and then all your staff as well it's I think it's it's just crazy in terms of logistics because you've got so many different spaces so it's kind of like it's not just kind of like okay all go and do your own thing but you kind of have to really manage each and every area and that gets easier every year because mm. you're working with um a lot of people sometimes will work with the same studios there's a few studios that we've been that have been with us from the very beginning which is amazing because they can you know they can see things understand things and bring new things each year that they've learned mm. um 
and I think that um, yeah that's been a massive again a massive learning curve is just learning how to operationally run all the different studios and make it as easy as possible for the consumer to understand okay this is how I get from this place because there's just so much going on mm. we're not making it easier this year because we've we've just got loads of stuff going on this year so yeah. um but it's really exciting and I think again that's something um, this year that's really gonna take form yeah so tell me a little bit about your journey towards creating love fit like where did you get the idea how did it all come about so i think for me my the whole concept of um love fit came from a love of sporting festivals so board masters uh, when i was at university it was in the early days of bournemouth sevens right up bournemouth university yeah um and it was really interesting seeing how it was so easy for a sports that to ride that adrenaline rush right from the sports pitch right into the after party. And it was such an easy transition and so well translated. And I think it was a few years later when, two or three years later, when it was kind of like, I think at the pinnacle moment, transitional moment in the fitness industry, where it was like, that, that same kind of feeling like you're in a class and you're suddenly like this is the same feeling like as if you're on a sports field and you've got that same rush the music's going it feels like a big community you're in it together and that was like the clicking moment of like this would be a really cool idea that I think would translate really well to a festival mm. kind of mimicking those kind of like um sporting events where you do have that way there is like a specific event in the day and then it moves into an after party it was kind of like transitioning that over but into like health and fitness as well mm. and a broader spectrum of events because a lot of athletes obviously do um like have fitness regimes that go along with their activities and I think now the fitness industry is almost becoming like it's a hobby it's a sport mm. it's like the focus is on like there are different goals than there used to be it's not just about aesthetics anymore it's kind of like they're kind of fun challenging and that just happens to be a bonus mm. um, and that's really what started it and um, seeing like especially in London I think it's probably at the, definitely in the UK is at the forefront of the um, fitness industry in terms of balance mm. understanding like the social aspect of fitness and I think um, seeing how so many studios were doing it so well mm. it was kind of like I think we just all kind of matched up at the right time and Love yeah. Fit was born. It's awesome so for people that have never been to Love Fit obviously I've been so I kind of know it's basically it's picking like the best the best boutique studios in London right and then plonking them in an amazing forest in Kent and allowing you to experience a little bit of everything by day and then you know, find your balance and then by evening have a bit of a party, unwind. Yeah. Is that the general idea? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's really, I think we just want to encourage people to find new passions, find a really cool group of people that are like-minded. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is really, I think for us, it was like a natural match in terms of like there's a reason that that these studios are at the forefront of fitness mm. um because they do it so well and the experiences are so fantastic that it felt like it would be really great to bring them completely out of their comfort zone put them somewhere completely unique and allow people to try completely different things they might be a complete yogi but then they're going to go and immerse themselves in a really cool um dark sweaty boxing area and actually find that they love it and they go really well together and mm. um, and it was also yes yeah, so it's kind of that thing and this year as well we've got a lot of um activities as well so we have like a climbing wall we're bringing in a volleyball court so we have a lot of um 
sports aspects as well to go and complement the ever-growing studios yeah. side of it as well. Well, someone who used to go to quite a lot of music festivals, mostly um, like Secret Garden Party, Festival, those types of experiences, yeah. it reminded me a bit like a healthier version of that. Like rather yeah. than like, you know, going out to try different music tents, you're going to try different fitness tents and like find mm-hmm. that different type of rush that you're looking for, but like in a healthier way. Yeah. Which is really cool. That's exactly um, the kind of thing. I think that was, it was kind of like the idea stemmed from sports festivals, but then also seeing how I think these days everything is day-to-day life is really digital and I think when you go to festivals like Secret Garden Party it's all about the interactions like being in the real world like being able to see and touch and interact with everything like talk to people face to face I think that's a really important part and I think that's a really great thing about festivals is that it allows you to do that and so it was kind of like bringing those two worlds together mm-hmm. to allow you to have that really interactive experience and for you to walk in it feel completely like an authentic music festival mm-hmm. slash arts and culture slash sports slash health and fitness mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of like you just want to be completely in the moment and it just feel like a really tantalizing adventure throughout yeah it's amazing do you do you find that people come there kind of in the same way they go to music festival wanting to like let loose a bit so they bring their drinks and you know how do you control that like people getting a bit leery we have been really lucky i think in terms of the type of audience we have there is super self-sufficient really really great community in terms of they really look after each other so I think you have that natural endorphin high that allows you to kind of when you're going into experience you're riding that wave anyway Mm. so I don't feel like there's ever a certain point I think because you're already in that kind of vibe Mm. there's no it doesn't necessarily cross over we're really lucky in the fact that our target audience isn't Mm. really swayed towards drinking into oblivion or drugs which is great from an organizing point of view because it's kind of like they're just riding the natural high that you get at the festival which means that people are like instead of like constantly chasing that high Mm. they're just really enjoying the moment enjoying the food enjoying the drink like as it is rather Mm. than just it being too fast-paced it's kind of like you're already in that yeah. already in that moment which is really fantastic yeah that's what I love about this this demographic I feel mm. like you know probably we fall into it as well it's like maybe we used to binge drink a bit when we were younger and we know mm. that that had a negative impact on our health and as we've got older we've learned how to look after our bodies and and actually when you have those endorphin rushes from workouts you don't need that extra stimulation because your yeah. body's already on a high and you, you as you say you don't need to look for it elsewhere so I think that's what's so special. But you may, maybe you get the odd one. There must be someone who kind of tries to smuggle in a few ciders or something. Do you, do you have like a policy for controlling that? Yeah, so we do actually allow people to bring their own drink. You mm. have, oh God, I can't put on the spot now. I'm trying to remember what it is. Um, but I think it's like if you can bring a case of beer yeah. and a bottle of wine, but that's no okay. glass bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Just so the, yeah you're allowed you, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you can have it in the campsite. So you can have like, you know, if you're getting ready, because you would do that at most music festivals allow you to do that anyway. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I think we have, I mean, especially, I'm really excited about the food and drink lineup this mm. year. I think it's going to be our most exciting yet. Um, but I think because there's such, like, such good food and drink on offer, people don't necessarily, bring, I think it's almost like, you just want to come along and not think about anything. Everything's yeah. done for you. So it's it's not it's not ever really touch wood been a massive um issue for us. I think we've always had and you know, I think again, going back to that sense of community, people are really aware, they're looking out last year we had like a um 
a litter pick conga line, which wow. was really amazing. Gosh. It was just like, you would never find that at any, at any, at any other event. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like really, they're just really aware people. And I think that's fantastic. Like the community that it's built has been, um, has been amazing and they really look after one another, which mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, has really eradicated a lot of those kind of problems. Yeah. And what's your relationship with this, this venue? Is, is it St. Clair's Estate? Yes. Yeah. So is it being run there this year as well? So yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, yeah, do you have a personal connection there or do you have friends? No, I, funny enough, I grew up really close to the site and I had no idea it was there. It was only in, um, I think 2015 that, um, Innocent Smoothie did like a, a pop-up. They do, it was like a press, PR uh, like festival but it was absolutely incredible like in the middle of the forest and we were that was the point where we were looking for events so it was 2016 yeah um and we were looking for a venue and we we're looking closer to London and I had just heard about it and went along and was like this is the perfect location you can see London from the campsite you get that view mm-hmm. so you've definitely got that connection to it but you're outside of the city um and yeah from there I kind of reached out to the venue um and they're just really lovely, fantastic people that we, they've been great to work with. So we've been really lucky. Um, they don't do a huge amount of events at the location, mm-hmm. um, but they do. Um, they're all very similar kind of community built, um, really aware people. So I think it's because we're in a rural location. Mm-hmm. I think you kind of have to have Natural people respect. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. People that respect that it's in um, a protected area and that you know are going to respect that and mm. kind of can't leave it as they it's a beautiful sort of venue because like, I remember when I was there it was the lake obviously where there was like stand up paddleboarding yeah. going on and then the people were taking you on long runs along the kind of mm. into the fields and stuff and then obviously in the main event there's like a forest isn't there where we yeah. people were doing kind of like outdoor jungle gym type stuff yeah. it's it's a beautiful venue and I think you can kind of get lost in it can't you it's like a bit of a labyrinth yeah I think that was one of the um I, I think that was the moment where it really came alive for us was when we found the venue and um, it that was kind of like where I think we really met the idea of it being like a complete adventurous get lost in the forest mm. I think we need a venue like that for it to feel to have that feeling of like you know kind of just getting completely lost what that wanderlust feeling I yeah. think really goes with that venue which is amazing yeah so tell me about the 2019 lineup so you, you touched on it a little bit you've got a, a yeah. bigger food and drink lineup this year than yeah. before so what what kind of brands have you approached to do this one uh so this year we've got a really cool um food and drink lineup so um again I think from last year we're running on I think we've got four or five bars that run um, across the weekend again this exactly the same format so we're trying to make um like so our prosecco we're working with thompson and scott who do skinny prosecco and yeah. um, so everything that we work with our cocktail bar for instance is an amazing company called vits and kicks everything is like fre- fresh fruit and veg mm-hmm. um there's no refined sugars in it so it's kind of like they work with chilies and they're really delicious mm-hmm. i could only have mocktails but they were lovely yeah. um, but they do they offer both so if someone doesn't want to particularly drink across the weekend they can if they do they're doing it um kind of in the purest way that you could yeah um which is fantastic and um yeah we have just an amazing array of food as well this year we've got a really good vegan and veggie uh, food lineup this year because mm, that's that's huge now isn't it yeah massively yeah um and it also works for us um for like festivals can it's really hard to be sustainable at a festival because it's a temporary event so there's a lot 
just in general there is a lot of wastage so we try and be as sustainable as possible and I think um, this industry is really aware of that Mm -hmm. I think the people all kinds of companies are really aware they try and be as sustainable as possible and so for us it's like we really promote and we love working with companies that have that same ethos Mm -hmm. and so everything is like sustainably sourced we try and get everything that's like local um, where we can, um, which is fantastic. So I'm yeah. really excited about the food and drink. Issue. And the fitness side of things. So obviously the year I was there, I know there was quite a few brands from, yeah. from the London fitness scene, but have you added mm-hmm. to that over the next few Yeah, years? this year we've got a really cool line. I think this is the most excited in terms of having a really well-rounded, we've got some incredible um, studios that we're working with. So we've got Gymbox coming along, Co-Box going to be doing it. Um, obviously boxing and F45 training coming down we've got um, all kinds of incredible studios we've also got a couple of studios from the outskirts of London for us it's really important that um, they're really sharing that the same ethos and I think the companies that we're working with like everywhere from there their trainers are amazing and like they've just got the most fascinating stories behind them and I think that's incredible to find out like Mm. you know some of the gym box trainers are circus instructors and aerialists and it's just so fascinating to find out like the really cool stuff that they do when they're not working um which is incredible so I'm really really excited about the um studio lineup this year and have you got any more workshops? So I remember there was the year I was there. There was like Pippin Nut doing like a little like is it a drawing class or is it a mindfulness yeah. uh, coloring in book? Yeah, class. yeah. We've got um, so last year we introduced a new area called the Den where we do talks and workshops, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be building on that this year. We've got a few more things happening in that area. So we've got um, a few different companies coming down. So we we'll have a big focus on. Um, kind of so we want to be doing a lot more mindfulness this year so there'll be a lot of hikes with talks and all fun stuff happening with them throwing some brunches and and then again like we'll be doing some wild runs and stuff but they've all kind of got like little pockets of fun attached to them um, I won't give too much away at nice. this point. Exciting. So it's it's happening in July. Yeah. Right? At the mm-hmm. same estate, St. Clair's Estate. Yeah. So you're expecting two thousand. Yeah. And so what what kind of manpower do you need to to run an event like that is is it like is it yeah. a really hardcore weekend? yeah definitely I think year round there's about there's a core team of us of about seven of us that work um, year round on it and then we also have like an events team that will come with us to do like various pop-ups and you know interacting going and checking out the studios and things like that um, and then by the time the festival rolls around there's you know it's everybody everybody and anybody that we can drag in yeah um so does it take a good year to kind of yeah, yeah definitely definitely yeah um yeah it's it's a very long process to get going but I think it's completely worth it especially now being in the third year it's really coming into itself I think this is the most authentic year that we can you know really showcase exactly what we want it to be mm. and you yourself are you do you have a sporty background and like what what excites you most about this fitness scene so I have always loved being outside I've always um my family have always been avid surfers uh, so we've always spent I've, since I was a kid always spent every moment we can outside and mm. um, and for me I if I don't know god when I was at university started a gym routine and introducing it into my everyday 
uh, routine when I was at university basically to help me with those kind of outdoor pursuits and then it was when I came back to London that I really realized how that you you kind of naturally find yourself chasing that high inside a gym as well mm. um, and I started to really notice that you kind of have that same feeling in both areas which again is one of the reasons that um, the festival came around mm. so yeah my my whole passion was always just being outside moving your body whether it's hiking walking the dog mm. anything I just think I just think it's great to be outdoors I think it's really healthy healthy for your mind as well and mm. um, yeah. And do you think that's something that Londoners really struggle with as well as getting enough nature? Because obviously it's such a fast-moving, frenetic city yeah. and people are looking for that escapism to just slow down. Definitely. So is that part of the reason why you set up the festival? Definitely. And I think, um, I think people are really seeing the importance of self-care these days. I think it's something that people are willing to invest in. They're, they're, people want to invest in their, in their own sanity, <laughs> if yeah. you will. But... Um, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, it's a huge thing that I think that events within, you know, like healthy hedonism mm. has become so popular because um, people do want to kind of get out of that bubble and mm. but still have moment. fun. And but still yeah. have fun. Yeah, yeah. And not then go back to work on the Monday feeling worse for exactly. it. Exactly. And like you say, hedonism doesn't necessarily mean getting completely arsehole, does it? It just yeah. means like tapping into that feel-good space, whatever that is for you. And for, for a lot of people, it's through fitness. They're accessing that high. Yeah. And I mean, I actually haven't had a drink now for, for the whole of my pregnancy. And, I'm, and now I've kind of come out the other end. I'm still, I'm not that tempted by it because mm-hmm. I've found other alternatives that I that just do it for me. And as long as I have it in a nice glass in it, with the same ritual as I'd have a glass of wine, it just it just kind of ticks the box. And yeah. I think a lot of people are finding that now. It's like you don't necessarily have to have booze to have fun. Yeah. You know, you can get it elsewhere. Definitely. And I think even when even if that's not the case, even if you are still drinking, I still I think it's in a completely different way. It's mm. about quality over quantity. Mm. It's kind of I think yeah, it's more about living in the moment and not necessarily drinking to get completely oblivion. Like you yeah, said. yeah, and um, which I think is a, is great, and it means that there is so much room for events like this. Mm, that's fantastic. So obviously, in the in the London city itself, we've got things like um, the Balance Festival. It's mm-hmm. just been. Uh, and it's Stylist Live did an event, but your one's quite unique in that you take people out of London actually into yeah. the woods, which is quite unique. I know there's festivals like Wilderness that have a wellness component to them. Yeah. But yours is a specific, it's a fitness festival. That, that yeah. The music is kind of woven in around that. Yeah. So for us, I think the term fitness festival is such a broad spectrum. Mm. I think there are so many events that fit into that category um, and they're so diverse, which I think is fantastic. So I think, you know, you always want to allow people to experience a multitude of different um, events to kind of really find what they're looking for. Um, But yeah, for us, it was kind of trying to fit into... It's really hard to encapsulate in a title what we are because it's kind of like you want it to kind of... We really want it to feel like you're at wilderness, but it's health and fitness-based, so it's kind of... But you're still keeping that sense of adventure throughout the whole thing and yeah it's all about the entire weekend it's the process the ebb and flow of the entire festival from um you know we we try and make it so friday's all about team building saturday is the adventurous day of trying new things and sunday is kind of like that it's a real emphasis on uh, well-being and rejuvenation and you know we do a lot of meditation and 
everything is kind of a little bit more centered on the mind and like bringing you back to reality and mm. um, just winding down before the end of the festival so it's really important to have that you know for people to enjoy that entire process mm. would you say it's it's like family friendly or is it more for kind of friends groups of friends coming together we have um a really broad spectrum of people so the the event is 18s and over mm-hmm. um but we do find a lot of families do come together like you get a lot of couples that come together mother and daughter sets last year we had like a full family from like the mums dads brothers sisters which was really great so i think it's nice that you can have an event where you can you can experience it as a group of friends like we've had hen parties right through to um, just like girls weekends away um, and even more so last year we noticed I think from the beginning naturally events like this draw women in more but we have noticed from the beginning that there is it's starting to even out a little bit um, just in terms of what I think probably the types of um, activities that we had from year one to year two to year three has kind of been a bit broader um but it's really interesting to kind of i think there's no one box that people fit into which is great you get a lot of solo travelers as well which i think is fantastic yeah. um i think it's um there's a we've got a really big um emphasis on this year so we're going to be doing a lot of um experiences that are aimed at solo travelers and getting them to meet new people because i think it's so fantastic to come to an event on your own i think that's such a brilliant thing to do and yeah. then you know we want to make sure that they have a great time and finding maybe the one as well yeah you just don't know <laughs> and then the music side of things so do you approach artists or do they approach you how's that yeah that so we have um it kind of works in both ways uh, we kind of work you know sometimes we've approached people sometimes people have approached us um, and we've worked and um, we've ended up some really good connections this year we've got um we've completely changed up our main stage area so the main stage has almost like got kind of like a clubhouse sports field feel um, and we'll be doing a lot um so there's kind of we'll be doing a few like that classes are few and far between so they're kind of like real show-stopping pieces throughout um, and there's a real emphasis of music and there'll be daytime music sessions as well as evenings. So it kind of trickles through into the day. And obviously from 6pm when our after parties kick off, um, that's when it's really focused on the music. But yeah, I'm really excited about that side of it this year. Awesome. And so you personally, so obviously you, you went to Bournemouth University, but yeah, did you go straight into this or did you have any other career experiences in between? No. So when I was at university, I uh, trained as a PT, just um, whilst all my friends were doing like club promotions. Mm-hmm. I was doing group workouts on the beach, and which was amazing because it's kind of such a great location I mean that's a perfect location to be in to do that kind of thing and um, I came back to London worked in the corporate world but my heart was always with something else and mm-hmm. um, I'd done my first experience working on festivals and stuff was um, again at uni just like selling tickets for Bournemouth Sevens and things like that um, and then working on kind of like outdoor events and then coming back to London and and getting that experience in the corporate world but kind of always looking at it from a different perspective Mm -hmm. so but it was the perfect kind of storm of experience because it gave me a really wide um kind of spectrum yeah 
things and did, did you kind of completely come up with the concept yourself or did you have like a team of people or yeah so I think it was really so the whole company now is really um basically it's all like friends and family are yeah. uh, like the core team are all friends and family mm. so we it was definitely like bouncing ideas off of each other mm. um and coming up with it I definitely think in the first year nobody knew what I was talking about yeah. <laughs> but as we've grown and um, is that because it was just a bit far out like I think did, yeah it was yeah. just really I think it's something that was really difficult to explain at the time I think going back three years ago I think the industry has still completely changed I think the way people think has completely changed and mm. um, and just trying to explain like right we're going to put all these things in the forest yeah. and then people are going to uh, they're going to do all these crazy things in the day and then it's just going to be like a normal music festival at night mm-hmm. I think it was really hard to kind of it sounds simple enough but I think once you once it's been it was it was kind of like right this all makes sense yeah um but until that happened I definitely think there was um you know the idea of it was harder to yeah. visualize um but yeah since then it's been I'm so glad you've done it because I, I myself, I, I thought someone has to do a fitness festival because I used to go to a lot of music ones mm. and think it's so great having having this really well thought through experience into art and creative and stuff. If only you could plant more yoga and more fitness in here. Yeah. But I guess you, you had to, it's the customer that leads the way, right? Because yeah. if you took all the people that were at Secret Garden Party and put them in a fitness festival, it would be a disaster. <laughs> you wouldn't know you what have to, to find that consumer yeah. that you've done, which is amazing. Exactly. And I think the audience for it is becoming bigger each year I think that I'm sure you'll agree that it's become there's definitely a meeting in the middle lifestyle versus like mainstream lifestyle events versus really kind of down the line health and fitness events are kind of meeting in the middle Mm -hmm. like obviously there's so many studios now within London that really you know that are working in at nightclubs and mm-hmm. in really cool spaces and it's all about like the immersive experience and Definitely. you get that feeling and I think that's what's driven it which is yeah. why I love working with um, trainers from London and studios within London because I think you know they were at the forefront of that idea of yeah. really bringing the two together and that's what drove the consumer to mm-hmm. understand like who knew you could put like hundreds of bin bikes in the miniature sound or yeah exactly post a meditation event at fabric yeah. i mean that would have just been crazy 10 years ago exactly but, <laughs> but it's happening yeah which is I, I guess it's the experience that's people what people want it's not about like losing yourself anymore so it's almost finding yourself yeah. it's like having that enlightenment and stopping and breathing and you know taking a bit of time for yourself definitely it's definitely needed I think as I said earlier like we do live in such like everything is so hectic everything is so digital I think having those face-to-face experiences is so important and being able to bring you know people's favorite things to do and put them all into one kind of experience is is needed and in terms of your aspirations for love fit like so obviously 2,000 people year three what are you thinking like year 10 are you at that stage where you're thinking that far ahead or are you kind of just living each day as it comes it all kind of changes day to day I think it's kind of you know I would love in 10 years it's all about it being a brand I think for us it's really important the ethos of it that is out there it's kind of like I think and it's something that's naturally happening anyway but it is kind of like we really want to push that boundary of what it means to kind of to have to do these kind of events and have that mindset um so yeah in 10 years you know multiple events 
um, across the country, across the country, yeah. across the globe. Wow. You know, <laughs> why I think small, but yeah. it would be amazing to do um, a ton of different things. To be constantly having a presence and our and the festival being like the ultimate um, experience once a year, on top of doing a ton of other things. So, yeah, it's just really kind of getting building that community into you know, world domination. Ah, great. So you mentioned Boardmasters. Are there any other festivals, events that you like to attend for yourself on a leisure basis? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really enjoy all kinds of festivals. I think I love that they're so diverse these days that you can go to so many different um, events and have a completely different experience at each and every single one. Um, but yeah, I think there's so many amazing events like within the wellness industry also mainstream events like you said with um, Wilderness or Festival Number no. 6 where they incorporate Green Man, where they kind of incorporate these ideas mm. um, it's almost like the, like the opposite of what we are where we kind of have like the big emphasis being on health and fitness and then, but it's kind of like immersed with um, music and the after parties um, and theirs is kind of like almost the opposite way around where like the big emphasis is on the music and then it's kind of like but there's also this really great emphasis on well-being and mindfulness um, and I think that kind of thing is fantastic but I, I think the festival industry as a whole is great because there are just so many wild and wonderful things that you can do and each one of them is completely different. Okay, well, I just wanted to wrap up by asking you a couple of questions. So on like a daily basis, how do you get your happy hormones firing? Is there like a kind of combination that really works for you, like a workout in the morning or you know, seeing your friends going out at night? Yeah, so I am a, I really like working out in the evenings. Okay. That's like my favourite wind down to the day. I've always really struggled with, I like to get like my work out of the way and then work out which then always means I'll end up working afterwards as well but um but yeah I love doing evening workouts I think uh, that it always makes me happy so I always feel like I'm I work out best at that time mm. um I'm similar to you actually like people used to think I was really weird but there was mm. a, a workout in London like a, a hit workout that I had to do in my day and often I'd forget to book and then the only slot that would be free would be like nine o'clock and I'd, I'd book it because I just love that workout so much. Yeah. And even though it's probably the last thing you should do before bed, yeah. but luckily I can sleep through anything. Yeah. So it's fine. But I'm just like you. I think I get my inspiration in the morning when I wake up. Yeah. I need to get it out of the way. Yeah, exactly. And I also can just fall asleep. So it just never worried me after a workout. So, um, But that really helps. Um, so I love doing that. And I just love being outside. I love walking my husky. Um, there's, I think there's nothing better than going out and in the pouring rain and coming home to like a really warm shower and um, yeah so I just like being outside anything I can do that takes me outside I'll always try and make sure if I have lunch I'll try and go out and do it mm. mostly because the dog is probably howling at me mm. um, but yeah I love being outside spending time with friends and family and yeah. um, and trying new things and how do you avoid like burnout and stress because obviously there's a lot of pressure on you know hosting a festival for thousands of people how do you how do you stay calm um I think it's a really big learning process it's something I really struggled with in the first year um and I think as time's gone on it is kind of just being you have to be stricter with yourself of like you have to there has to be a, a switch off you have to have a point in your day where you don't where that's it, you can't work anymore, you've completely burnt yourself out. Mm. Um, it's really easy, I'm sure you'll agree, when you work for yourself, to find that 
switch where mm. you are like when you when you've turned off and I do think that comes from sometimes you need to do something else yeah. to be well like, I'm like you I have a dog that yeah. if it doesn't if she doesn't get walked then you know she'll she'll pee indoors so I have to take her outdoors <laughs> it's like a it really is like a full stop and I have to get outside so yeah. that's been great discipline for me I actually yeah. find it's hard to place boundaries when you work for yourself because Mm. I'm someone who before getting a dog I could literally wake up and sit for like six hours straight and not look up from my laptop just because I can get so engrossed in my work and my friends will be like that's really weird but if you're a hard worker like it can easily be done so I think dogs are amazing in that way exactly break up the time yeah they guilt trip you yeah (laughs) they make you just get outside and and that slow aerobic activity is just as good as having a crazy 45 minute hit workout yeah bit of both is ideal definitely definitely yeah. completely agree yeah oh. um, Lauren thank you so much for taking the time to come and speak with me today it's been yeah. a pleasure um, and just for the record um, tell us the dates for the festival this year the festival is the 19th to the 21st of July um, at St Clair's Estate at St Clair's yeah. Estate yeah that's wonderful we can't wait to attend I think we've got a member of our team attending this year because I can't bring the baby along but I can't wait to hear what she thinks and I'm sure it'll be a huge success thank you so much thanks for having me if you have any questions about any of the content discussed in today's podcast please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com you can also refer to the links in the show notes below want to know more about dose visit www.whateveryourdose.com and sign up to receive our weekly newsletters for feel-good content and events across fitness, food and drink to get your happy hormones firing.